0: Welcome to the Drunk Dietitians podcast, co-hosted by your favorite tipsy registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, co-owner of Dietitians of Palm Valley, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. Us dietitian besties can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we're medical professionals, we are human too. We are not afraid to share our deepest secrets and how years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So grab your favorite cocktail and join us for our favorite casual happy hour and expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Cheers. All right, guys. So today on this episode of Drunk Dietitian...
1: (laughs) You have your yoga voice on.
0: (laughs) I have my yoga voice on. And for those of you who can't see me, I am... Not, I don't even know what you call this. Not, I was going to say namaste my hands. I don't think that's the right term.
1: I think um, our guest would be very angry with how we are introducing this, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is not any descriptor of our guest, Ashley Hanna, the owner of Titanium Yoga, which is here in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, um, but they do virtual classes as well. Um, she is a dear friend of mine, but an amazing entrepreneur. She was in the fashion industry. She lived in New York, Chicago, London, which she didn't even talk about today. We didn't even get to that really, but uh, Jenna had no idea her story before coming on today's episode. Obviously you're not going to give it away, Jenna, but like, what was your first reaction when you heard her story?
1: So she closed by saying that like, if she inspires one person, then it's all worth it. And I think that every single one of you that listens to this podcast will walk away with something different that you were inspired by in this episode. Um, and that I think should give you enough reason to keep listening <laughs> right now. Um, but the reality is, is that I've never heard a story of such overcoming of every obstacle that was placed at her um, or Given to her, to be honest with you, the way that she's handled it and herself, um, and what she's created, despite all of it, has is fantastic. I can't wait to come visit you and go see her. So <laughs> we yeah. should do virtual class together soon. Yeah, because that was, I mean, wow. Everybody, just keep listening. We don't want to waste any more of your time because this one is one you'll walk away with something super special from. Yes, and
0: we do record these virtually, like. You know, where we see each other. So I was specifically watching Jenna's face when <laughs> Ashley got to the cliffhanger, um, which I'm not gonna say, but it was very funny to watch Jenna's response um, during the story. So it,
1: it was quite quiet, guys, <laughs> Yeah, there was like my jaw was on the floor. Yes. Um, oh my goodness, amazing. Yes.
0: So if you are interested in hearing Ashley's story or where titanium came from in titanium yoga, then keep listening um, and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Drunk Dietitians. Today we have a great friend of mine, um, another local business owner in Jacksonville, Florida. We have Ashley Hanna. She is a certified yoga instructor as well as the owner of Titanium Yoga. Um, so, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us.
1: I feel like Thank we
0: should say namaste. Namaste. <laughs> I'm just going to say like random, like I don't know anything about yoga, but I'm just going to randomly <laughs> yell like Chaturanga or like these like terms out. You should.
2: It'll, yeah. it'll be great.
0: Um, but I'm so excited to have you here for so many different reasons. Um, and me as a huh. nobody in yoga, I'm literally horrible. And then we have, of course, Ashley, super advanced. And Jenna, you're like Intermediate to advanced, from what I know. Um, so, this will be a, just a fun conversation about all things yoga. But before we jump in, Jenna, I'm going to let you take it away with our rapid
2: fire.
1: Can we see how, should we make this a drinking game? Like how many yoga words we can say, and then people have to drink when we say, oh.
2: Every oh. single
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love it. I'm just going
1: to yell words. Um, okay. We're Ashley, the first thing that comes to your mind, ready? Vodka or tequila? Vodka. Coffee or tea? Tea. Wine or beer? Wine. Runny yolk or hard-boiled?
2: I don't eat eggs.
1: Oh, are you a vegetarian? No.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> just don't like eggs. Okay. I totally get it. <laughs> I don't like the texture of eggs. And a year ago, I got bet $100 to eat an egg, like a hard-boiled egg. And I like put it in. I was going to do it. And it came right back out at a restaurant. It was um, oh,
1: mortifying. <laughs> so then how about I feel like I know the answer to this one based on our pre-recording combo, but sweet or salty? I'm salty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, crunchy or smooth peanut butter?
2: Crunchy, which yes! I have heard you guys debate this. And other ones and, is losing. like it mortifies Sam crunchy oh, peanut butter. Like I like <laughs> losing bad.
0: <laughs> I like peanut butter with other things like granola or apple. Like I like it with
1: texture, but just not in the peanut butter. I don't get A it. Crunchy it's, peanut butter with the apple? Like, oh. I actually mm-hmm. I am with you. Um okay. Last one. If you could have one thing in limitless quantities, but it can't be money, what would it be?
2: I'm not, supposed to say I'm not supposed to say this but coca-cola
0: she <laughs> loves soda for anybody listening it's like,
2: it's like right here with your it's, cheese it's, puffs it's, <laughs> it's, it's terrible Like you know what i look at it this way like if if that's the worst thing i do in life like drink a can of coke a day like i think i'm gonna be okay we couldn't agree more
0: we I know had, um, we don't we yeah. don't really care. When
1: it comes I had basically to a bottle of champagne to myself this weekend so I have no room to say anything about your soda. <laughs>
0: exactly. This is not about judgment of beverages or food. I actually want to add one on to this though because I have a frenchie and Jenna has a golden doodle and Ashley happens to have a frenchie and a golden oh. doodle. So frenchies are golden you, doodles. You can't do it. I yes, can't. I can.
2: No, you can't because They're my two children, and I love them like nothing else in this world, and, like, sometimes I love more than the other one, but I love them for different things, and, like, I just can't. I just can't pick. They both have beautiful qualities about themselves.
0: (laughs) I would never call a Frenchie beautiful, but I understand what you mean.
2: That's snoring at 3 a.m. You don't sleep with your Frenchie. I That's
0: can't. I time. can't. I know. But I love it. I'm like,
1: he's alive. Oh, I can't. <laughs>
0: Anyways. Right there.
1: You can see him. Yeah. Like a Labradoodle mixed with a um, a Bernadoodle. Um, my mm-hmm. uncle's not had puppies, and so I like to call him an organic breed because he's one of a kind. But... <laughs> <Pies.
0: laughs> We, I, I actually know. thought he was a golden doodle, Jen. I'm sorry. I'm, That's I missed, okay. I was they all blend thing. together. Yeah, he he kind of looks like one though, with all his little fuzz.
1: Yeah. He has a um a perm right now from the rain and the lack of being able to be uh, groomed. <laughs> At the moment. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but, anyways, I'm super excited to hear your story that Sam has alluded to before jumping onto this call. And I'm just really excited. Like your background's so beautiful. I feel like it's got a, such a cool story behind this name. Your smile's so amazing. I want to hear everything. <laughs> yeah. Yay.
0: So actually, just like just, jump in.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say start with,
0: you know, how titanium yoga came to be and and the story that's hanging on the wall would be would be great to learn about.
2: So, so, um, so I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I uh, was like you know middle class kid growing up and my mom had um, always owned her own company but actually when I went into um, high school, I think high school or college one or the other, she went to go work for like you know normal big company and you know put that dream aside and um, so I always had this like passion. Like I think passion is like a weird word, but more so I always had this, you know, people wake up when they're like X age and they're like, I want to have a baby. I have this like burning desire to have a baby or to get married, etc. cetera. Like I never had those burning desires. I had a burning desire to open a business. So um, I went to the university of Arizona in Tucson, Arizona, And when I graduated, I had a business and then I had a retail degree. So I had two different ones and I moved straight away. Like three days later, I packed up, I moved to New York um, to go be a buyer for Burberry out in New York. And it was an amazingly insane experience, but it was, you know, this giant company. And I was like, this just isn't for me. Like, this is so cool. And it's, you know, that was when like Devil Wears Prada was like the coolest movie ever. Like, it was that every day. And I just had this like desire to like change the world, which I think is like mildly comical. But um, I ended up going to work for, um, from Burberry, I went to go work for a company called Trunk Club and it was in its infancy. And we were paid like $0 to go to work. And fast forward four years later, the company sold to Nordstrom for $350 million. Like, and that was like my first like glimpse of like, you work really hard. Like these, you had access to these insanely, you know, entrepreneurial smart humans that were like sitting at the desk next to you. There wasn't like, you know, there's a divide. Um, And so at Trunk Club is where I got like, that vision came back to me of, like, I'm going to start a company one day, but I had no idea what, and just based on my background, I really thought it was going to be in fashion, Um, so I worked for Burberry. From there, after they sold, like, when we sold to Nordstrom, they give you, like, employment package of, like, welcome, here's your benefits, like, sign on the dotted line, and I was, like, "Ah, I'm out, Like I couldn't, I couldn't have like rules. Like I don't do rules well. I don't follow the yellow brick road. I'm like, let's turn it purple and go over here. And um, so I, was, I went to go work for this other startup because um, I had moved from Chicago to Dallas for Trunk Club. So I opened their first expansion office, which allowed them to sell because they had to grow. So I moved to Dallas. After they made me sign the pretty paper, I was like, Mm-mm, not doing this. And I went to go work for another startup, um, which was a men's shirting company based out of Dallas. And so I was working there and I oversaw all of their like wholesale and retail, all that kind of stuff. So um, I also, the funnest part of that job, and I had always been really good at it was, um, I was really good at like making connections with people and they just happened to be like really cool, like professional athletes. Like, I was like, holy moly, like, why do I have your phone number in my phone? So for that job, I had to actually, I was living in Dallas, but I had to come to Florida to go to spring training, to sign a bunch of these guys to be spokespeople for the brand. So I landed in Fort Lauderdale and I had to meet with, I don't even know what team. Um, And then I, and you meet with these teams at the butt crack of dawn. Um, and so, and then I leave that and I'm driving to Tampa, which I've still never been to Tampa <laughs> um, and I live in Florida, but I'm, I'm driving to Tampa and I was struck by a semi truck head on at like 70 miles an hour. I remember nothing. Um, so there's, there's no need for like, oh my gosh, like couldn't tell you what happened. All I know is I woke up in a helicopter, and I was like, this is amazing. I've never (laughs) been in one before. Um, So I was actually life flighted. Like, I really think that everything in this world happens for a reason. And I was life flighted to Lakeland Regional Hospital, which is like really close to Tampa. And they have the world's best um, trauma center, which is just crazy. Um, And I um, broke half of my body. So I have a a titanium rod from shoulder (laughs) to elbow, my left hand, and then from right hip to right knee. So that's where titanium yoga came from. And then, so I had multiple surgeries. I was wheeled out of the hospital. And that's when they tell you, you're never going to walk again, Um, which like, I like laugh. And then my doctor was like, "You're going to need therapy," <laughs> which I do. Which so, I've got <laughs> um, a lot of those here. But um, so what ended up happening is I have to fly back to Dallas because that's where I live, um, and I am all sorts of messed up. Um, so I fly back to Dallas. I then um, wanted to essentially get checked into assisted living um, because, like, I, I couldn't do anything zero like because I couldn't reach, I couldn't take a shower, I couldn't do any human activities. So um I was actually like not bad enough to go into assisted living. I just had to do it all on my own. So thank god for like my sister who lived in Dallas and like friends that lived in Dallas. Like that was amazing. Like I feel so bad for them, the things that they had to do. But um anyways I have an immense amount of time on my hands. And I was like, maybe I'll go to grad school while I'm sitting in my wheelchair. Like, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. And it always kept coming back into my head. Like, you want to start a business? Like, this is the time to go do it. So I had physical therapy five hours a day. No, three hours a day, five days a week. And like, nothing was working. You know, I was in an immense amount of pain. I took a hundred, I took 1200 milligrams of opioids in a day. That's a hundred milligrams an hour for the waking out. Like, I was messed up. My family struggles with addiction. My dad is an alcoholic. My four uncles are alcoholics. And I have a cousin who is a full blown, like, drug addict. So, being on these drugs, like, scared the living daylight out of me. So, um, I ended up at month six going back to my original surgeon in Florida. And I said, I'm just not making progress. I want to walk. Like, I know I can do it, I can feel my foot. Um, like I'm okay, and he was like, "Well, then just get up and walk, Ashley." And I was like, "What? You can do that? Like, yeah, get up, let's go." And so him and my husband were like holding me up and etc. Um, and it's, I couldn't walk that day, but it's like I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. So I sit back down in my wheelchair after like it's it's a lot of work to get up, and he was like, "You need to go try yoga." I've heard amazing stories about the healing powers of yoga through the medical community. I really think you should go do it. And I was like, okay. So I get back to Dallas and the wonderful, like like my surgeon is like my, my bestie. Like we message on Instagram. He's so cool. Um, and he got me a membership to a big box yoga studio. And it was on the second floor with an elevator, but like, come on people. Why do you put a yoga studio on the second floor? So I go in to my first class in my wheelchair and they felt so bad. They're like, you don't have to pay. Like, it's cool. And I was like, I just want to sit in your room. Like, I'm not going to do anything. So I sat in that room for like the hour class. And when I left after 60 minutes with like the heat and just like kind of marinating in your own body, I left and I had no pain and that was the last day I took an opioid, which was amazing, and that was, like, my light bulb moment as I'm, like, wheeling myself to my Uber. Um, I was, like, I'm going to figure out how to do this because there's a lot of yoga studios in this world, but no one is promoting the, you know, the pain relief, the stop an addiction, the, you know, the, the differences of, like, you know, yeah, you're supposed to have a cortisone shot or a hip replacement. Let's try this first. Um, and that was my light bulb moment. Um, but I went, after, I went to yoga three times a day, every day, cause I was addicted. And I went from a wheelchair to a walker to a cane in six weeks, which was amazing. And it took six months to get me there. So, um, that was how it all started.
1: <laughs> so first of all, I'm like, I wanted to say something for the past however many minutes. Like, this is amazing. I'm so happy <laughs> Jenna
0: had no idea about the story before right this episode.
1: Holy <laughs> crap. Uh, first of all, you're amazing. I, I mean, I'm blown away. How long ago was
2: this? So this was March 3rd, 2016. So it was four years ago in March. Wow.
1: And you yes. are walking, doing it all. Like,
2: I am... Like I am- I've always been a super athletic person. Like I played soccer, I played tennis. Um, like still to this day, I play tennis. Um, but like I am in better shape and I can touch my toes. I couldn't touch my toes before my accident. Um, so it's really like helped me and my like brain doesn't stop. So um, it's helped me in those ways too. It's crazy. It's Amazing.
1: I mean, this could be the story that transforms me into a yogi. You heard it here first. (laughs)
2: Your husband or anyone. He hasn't transformed you.
1: No, it's been a weird transition here at home because I've seen it really transform him um, in really beautiful ways and just very different ways. And his passion for it has been like a beautiful for me to watch. But for me, and maybe you can speak to this, I never get excited about doing yoga. I know it's good for me. I know I should do it. I know I feel good when I leave, but I can't get myself excited to do it. (laughs) Does that make sense?
2: No, I completely get it. And that's where I think it's funny, you know, when you guys were talking at the beginning, like, you know, I'm a beginner. I'm not very good. I'm, you know, more intermediate to advanced. Like that's where I think like, it's the most beautiful tagline I think, but I'm weird. Like, yoga is a practice like you can't be good at it and go to the olympics mm-hmm. um like it is a practice that you practice every single day and i think that's the beauty especially when we have classes going on is like you have a the oldest person we've ever had in was 93 he was visiting from california so you have this 93 year old person and he was amazing and you have a 6 year old next to him who is struggling And then you have, you know, the 22 year old blonde girl next to it. But it's like this, it's all of them together. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. And that's what, when people are like, I want to do a headstand. I want to do a handstand. I want to do these crazy things. Well, like, stop because it's a practice and it will literally come to you at some point. At some point, your feet will float up and you do no effort. It's so amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Thanks. I don't even know what to say. It's so like,
1: I'm blown away by you. Yeah. Her story.
0: It's truly is amazing. And I think, and I think it just shows like use me as an example. I'm the first one to always like, I suck at this. I suck at this. I can't do it (laughs) like using it as an excuse kind of thing. But like you went into a yoga class with a disability, like without being able to walk and now it's like your everyday practice, and that doesn't mean that everybody listening to this needs to like start and then like do yoga every day, but right. like and the the true like the true takeaway is that it's for everybody it's can exactly. like it's very inclusive um it's not about like being the best it's just it's a very intuitive movement of movement that feels good for your body and, and it's I get gonna be so
2: excited when my phone rings and someone's like I can't touch my toes I'm like great like you're not supposed to you know you're not supposed to touch your toes like I'm gonna get you there though and but it's gonna take time you know America loves like see problem, solve problem. it's not a quick process like you have to put an effort to get to a solution and it's not gonna happen tomorrow and but that's what but at the same time like that hip replacement is supposed to happen tomorrow like i can take that date and push it out that's the difference i think is um is is time like you you have to put in time it's not no matter what it is it takes time
1: i love that so much because i do believe that if there is a fitness or a movement practice that's meant to go seamlessly in with mindful and intuitive eating nutrition based practices, it is yoga because they're both right. Because it's both a practice of understanding your body. Um, I think that yoga and eating, when you think about like what one class and what one meal can do for you, when you put that spin on it, it's like, it can bring you closer to feeling certain ways versus a lot of people like to look at it with the frame of like, well, one meal or one session isn't going to do anything, but like, I think I'm think just yoga, not going to do it. Right. So I think yoga and the nutrition that we talk about here is like, they're seamlessly kind of placed together. And that would you say that the type of practice that you do at your studio, what kind is it? And what really is like when you walk into one of your classes, what do you hope someone walks away with?
2: Yeah, so we are a Vinyasa Flow Yoga Studio. So we link one breath to one movement. It is it is not a power practice. It's not like up down up down all the round. Um, but it's really connecting your breath to your movement, which that's what I love about our studio and our practices. You know, like I said before, like we have I always say our average age is about 48. I think it's a little bit older than that. And that's what I love about our practices. When you walk into our studio, like A, it doesn't look like a yoga studio and B, it doesn't look like there's yogis here. And that's what really turned me off about yoga at first is I was was practicing next to all these people that looked like me, but I had so many limitations. And I wanted to take that all away And so when you go into our studio, like it's very dark, like half the time I'm like, turn the lights up, but like, they don't go up anymore. (laughs) And so that's the beauty of it. Like, I don't care what kind of yoga pants you're wearing. I don't care if you can like do that posture. I just like, I want you to be in that room because we have infrared heat. And um, that's what I want people to get out of it. Like, I want them to get the healing powers of the infrared heat mixed with yoga mixed with our flooring system like we have this really squishy floor so it doesn't hurt your knees or your hips or your shoulders um which are all things that like I had to think about like because I can't I still can't practice on hardwood floors or cement because like it hurts and so if it hurts me boy like a six-year-old she's gonna want to you know be like I'm out so you know that's what I hope people get out of it is like just don't give up. This is a practice, stick with it. And you will see the results. And you know, we're not, I'm not preaching like, hey, you're gonna lose 20 pounds. I'm preaching like weight loss isn't my thing. If you want weight loss, there's plenty of other places that do that. My thing is connecting your mind with your body and your spirit. And like, I'd rather sleep better than lose weight. And that's, we, you know, we're in the midst of COVID right now. Um, and we've, we've developed a new class. It's called Oxygen, which is our restorative class, and Yoga Sleep. And it's at 8.30 at night Eastern time. So our hopes is, like, you take this class and you crawl right into bed. Because people can't sleep right now. Um, and those are the types of things that we do.
1: I love it. I love
0: it so
2: much. Me too. I took, I
0: took. A, I, are you proud of me, Ashley? I've been taking I, classes. I'm
1: so proud. I I've saw been, her set up. I was like, ooh. Are you asking? Asking?
0: And like, yeah, Biggs doing yoga. I've done more <laughs> yoga since COVID nineteen than I've ever done in my life, which has been like three classes total. But that's a lot for me. Yeah. And, but no, and I took the one class with Liana and she was telling me about this this class at night and we really want to try it because that's one thing that I have definitely seen, like the struggle with like anxiety and sleep with all of this. So, and I love that your guys, Jenna had already kind of said that. And then you took it right home where this lines up so much with connecting your mind and your body. And that's what like with intuitive eating, that is our whole message. Is like looking at our behaviors, but then also just like becoming curious of your body and your behaviors and why it acts the way it does and why it is the way it is instead of having this judgmental, shameful view. Um, so it, it lines up completely with everything we're saying. And it's it's such a treat to hear another, I'm going to call you a fitness professional because you are, but no, I guess I, like, I don't know if like yoga, if that, you know, yoga professional, fitness professional, but to hear someone that's saying like, connect your mind and your body and your spirit versus like come into our class and go up and down and up and down and up and down and burn as many calories as you want. Like, no, like your yeah. message is so powerful. And listen, well, so like,
2: I love to move as a person. Like I, I will self-diagnose myself with ADD. But like, I love to move. Like I, I have to, even to this day where, you know, we're in these really weird days right now. Like, I'm sure you're the same, Sam. Like I am scheduled out because that's what I need that's what I need to make it feel like a Monday versus a Saturday and like I think that's like such an important thing is like being mindful of you know what you're eating what you're doing all of these things because right now like yeah you could just sit and watch Netflix until there's no more Netflix to watch but you're you're also gonna like pay those consequences if if you understand what I'm saying like Mm -hmm.
0: yeah a good balance of movement that feels good and of course rest like rest is important but finding finding that good balance between it all I think is so so important
1: I hear my husband say a lot when he because he's live stream teaching at home and I wake up sometimes to the om after the morning class that I've slept through um <laughs> it's, I hear him saying sometimes that like when he sees people now on zoom but I've been in his classes as well like when people fall out of it and like laugh at themselves. Like he always says, his line is that that's like the most advanced practice you can have. It's like when you don't take what you're doing so seriously and can like get back into like the moment of like doing the work. And I think that that message connecting with what you were just saying is just so powerful. Like this is a practice of understanding that failure is success. And like that, trying is a practice. And like, if you keep doing something and keep enjoying the process, like it does get better. And again, like this is what we talk about with like eating and feeling your feelings after and during eating and what those foods make you feel like and kind of bringing that all home. And maybe you ate something that didn't make you feel good. And instead of being mad, like you laugh about it, figure it out, and then fix it next time, whatever that means. There's so many similarities. It's such a great like marriage of two
2: Yeah. And I think like something that I like, you know, I don't I don't believe in failure. I mean I it's kind of weird thing to say, but like I really don't believe in failure. I think every single time that you fail, you're just setting yourself up to do it better and to learn more the next time. So I like love, I and listen, like I failed at a lot of things in my life, but I've learned from every single one of those failures, how to fix it and how to make it better. Um, and, and it's like, and and granted, I'm like, I'm 34, you know, I I could never say that at the age of 22, people would think I was crazy, but like, I think as you fail, like you have to figure out how you're going to, you know, create that narrative and spin it off into something that you're going to learn and you're going to better yourself or others from.
0: Yeah. so well said. So I know Ashley, you have another meeting you need to run to soon, but we finish every episode with a nutrition tipsy. We like to call it, or this one's going to be a yoga tipsy. So let us know, think about people listening to this. Maybe they've never tried yoga. Maybe they've done a ton of yoga. What would be like your number one tip related to yoga and practicing yoga that you would give someone regardless of their experience? (laughs)
2: hard <laughs> i should like I'm i, I, I should have like i i listened to the last one with danielle and i was like i had the perfect thing and i didn't write it down and it <laughs> went right out of my head um, so is relating to yoga if they're a new yogi i tell this to my mom like i love my mother dearly um and she wants to do yoga so bad in arizona to support like her daughter but she never goes And I always tell her, I'm like, don't go buy the package online because they're just going to steal your money and like go in and go look if you have an interest in being there or call and talk to them. Because I think that's a lot of it is you have to be comfortable where you are and hey, that might be, you know, only online through, you know, online companies, but you have to figure out. What's best for you? You know, no one goes to no well, nowadays you can do that. I was gonna say no one, no one just buys a car off the internet and they get it shipped to them. Darn it, you can do that nowadays. So, bad so example. <laughs> but for people like me, like I wanna go like sit in it and smell it and you know know what it's all about before buying it. So that's my thing is like I think you need to know if you're comfortable in that environment first because there's a whole lot of yoga out there, and there's a whole lot of yoga for everyone. For instance, I did, I was out in uh, Berkeley, California, and I did my first Vipram class ever, which I think is kind of funny that it was like the first one I had ever done. And I was like, not so much for Ashley Hannah. Like, <laughs> this is a little different. But everyone has their thing, and you have to see what speaks to you. And I think that we've, I've always been very uncomfortable talking about my story when people say oh my gosh you're such an inspiration I kind of like hide and I say thank you and that's it but I've gotten more comfortable with it because for me if I get one phone call or one email or one Instagram message that you inspired me or you helped me or I'm living with less pain like that's why I'm here that's that's why this whole thing started and I can close up shop and I can feel amazing about what we've done but that's what i'm striving for every day is to make people feel more comfortable in their own skin and so no matter if you're a brand new yogi or you know you've been practicing for 20 or 30 years you have to find your tribe and where you're comfortable um and that's 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 it that's so
1: beautiful can i add something super quick to that to ask you like as a tipsy yeah. part 2 um because i think I mean, first of all, you've inspired me. So I hope you know that. Um, but if there's someone listening that has been through a trauma and is not Mm -hmm. as, um, confident as you are in their recovery, is there anything that, you know, helped you like through your process of recovery and, you know, helping someone just understand that there's hope?
2: Yeah. And I do, I deal with a lot of, I get, I get a lot of people that reach out via Instagram. They're like, I know this person. And I'm always that weirdo that like, I show up at their doorstep with like a smoothie and I'm like, let's talk about it. <laughs> okay, get away. But you know, like I've always been an annoying person of like, I'm going to find the solution. And so when I was, my, my advice to people is to exhaust every outlet when you're in pain whether that be for me that was all natural remedies so i did cupping acupuncture chiropractic care um, i did some other weird things too like i can't remember them off the top of my head but you know as well as physical therapy i did this thing called gua sha which like is the coolest thing ever to this day it's where they like literally rub a butter knife on your muscles you feel, it feels it feels horrible at first but then it feels amazing and but like yoga, you know, Pilates, whatever, running, like tennis, whatever it is, like take, take what you can and take what you want out of, out of every, out of everything. And so like figure out what works for you. If physical therapy doesn't work for you, go find yoga. If yoga doesn't work for you, go find physical therapy. If, if cupping works for you, like great, but like exhaust the outlets and try different things don't always rely on the pill that's that that's going to cure it for an hour but then in two hours it's going to be back
0: yeah that's a great point i see a lot of people as i know you mentioned earlier like cortisol shots and stuff like that mm-hmm. and of course like they treat a symptom but not an underlying problem and i think that's where that's what diets do. Like there's so many parallels. Like they treat the symptom or the quick fix and then it's not the underlying problem. The relationship with food and body and et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. It's just yeah. the volcano is going to explode at, at some point. You're just yeah. putting, you're, you're, you're putting a little water on it for right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you, Ashley, so much for being here for anybody you, who, ladies. of course for anybody listening um, and they might want to find you or find more information on the studio, especially with virtual classes. Um, if they're not in Florida or maybe they are in Ponte Vedra and want to come in, where can they yeah. best find you at?
2: Yeah. So you can find us on our website. It's titaniumyoga.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, which is at titanium yoga, or we have a Facebook group that has like free flows, et cetera. And that is titanium yoga unfiltered. Awesome. Well, thank you so much,
0: Ashley. And you've inspired us. I'm going to go sign up for a yoga class right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. Thank you so much for your time and your energy and all of your just amazing positivity.
2: Thank you guys.
1: Guys, thank you so much for listening and being here with us. I am virtually cheersing all of you. We absolutely love sipping on a cocktail with you and sharing as many nutrition tipsies as possible during this episode. We know there are a ton of pods out there and we are so appreciative of your time that you spent listening to us today. Please be sure to check out the show notes for episode details and all of our guest information. We promise to keep bringing you the best and the most knowledgeable and fun guests we possibly can. Please be sure to subscribe, like, share, and post if you enjoyed our content today. And visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Drunk Dietitians to find out what is up next for us on the pod. We absolutely love you. We appreciate you and can't wait to spend more time cheersing with you soon.